0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, August 21st, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, all eyes turn to Ukraine funding. Number two, the latest on all of the congressional investigations. And number three, the punch up. We're taking a look at the child tax credit. All right, good morning. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Uh, We are starting this morning with a look at Ukraine funding. Of course, Congress is still on August break for two more weeks. Uh, Democrats in the House will be holding a virtual caucus meeting on Thursday afternoon, and all eyes will be on Maui today when President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden travel to the island to view damage from the deadly wildfire two weeks ago. More than 114 people have lost their lives in this unprecedented disaster. But we are taking a look at the top here at Ukraine funding and Congress's willingness to keep funding it. It's going to be a major topic when lawmakers return to the Capitol next month. And of course, we'll also be, I'm sure, prime time in the first GOP presidential debate on Wednesday, which could further help illuminate Republicans' posture on this issue. Let's just step back here and rewind the tape. The White House has requested more than $24 billion in new military and economic aid for Ukraine, and senior Biden administration officials have indicated that's not all. They plan to ask for even more next year. Denmark and the Netherlands announced Sunday that they would supply dozens of F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine, a potential major step in helping overcome Russian air superiority. Of course, Ukrainian drones continue to hit Moscow and other Russian cities in an effort to counter Russia's ongoing missile strikes inside Ukraine. Yet all this comes amid growing signs that Ukraine's highly anticipated counteroffensive will fall well short of its goals. Despite an influx of Western tanks, armored vehicles, cluster bombs, as well as newly trained troops. The current situation there could further complicate the upcoming deliberation by Congress over Ukraine funding. Seventy House Republicans voted against additional Ukraine money in mid July during consideration of the fiscal year 2024 defense authorization bill. Remember, hardline conservatives, such as Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Chip Roy, have come out strongly against the new White House request showing just how difficult it will be for Speaker Kevin McCarthy to straddle this issue. Up first, though, will be the inaugural 2024 Republican presidential debate in Milwaukee, which comes amid the reports of Ukraine's stalled counteroffensive. Of course, we all know now former President Donald Trump won't be in attendance, but there will be several candidates on stage who echo his view that supporting Ukraine isn't a vital national interest, and the United States should instead push for a negotiated settlement. Including, included in that bunch is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. However, on the other side of the issue, former Vice President Mike Pence and ex-New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, both of whom have visited Ukraine this year and met with President Vladimir Zelensky. They are firmly in the pro-Ukraine camp and continue to support military aid. The rest of the GOP hopefuls are somewhere in the middle. They generally back more aid for Ukraine, but criticize President Joe Biden for, in their view, failing to provide Ukraine with the weapons it needs to defeat Russia. Now, let's focus on Senate Republicans and the White House request. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told us in an interview last month that the war in Ukraine is, quote, really the most important thing going on in world affairs right now. The Kentucky Republican has been pushing the White House to approve the transfer of more sophisticated weapons, such as F-16s and ATACMs, and that could help Ukraine win instead of being locked in a bloody impasse. However, the question becomes whether McConnell can carry a majority of Senate Republicans to vote for anything resembling the White House's Ukraine supplemental request. We expect McConnell to continue to make the case that the Ukraine conflict has a direct bearing on the simmering tensions between the West and China, too. We asked Senator Tim Kaine on Friday whether these recent reports about Ukraine's counteroffensive should prompt a recalibration of the U.S. posture toward the war. Kaine said it's too early to make that determination. The accounts that I'm seeing suggest that the amount of Russian mining and defensive challenges that they've put in place are slowing the Ukrainians' ability to get to certain key cities they want to, Kaine told us, but they're also moving in some other areas that might not have been plan A. We will continue to cover this throughout the week and into the fall as the negotiations heat up on this supplemental and certainly Ukraine funding. All right, let's move on to the numbers two story of the morning. We've got the latest on Hunter Biden, Afghanistan and Jim Jordan's subpoenas. It is recess, but the congressional investigators continue to work. Let's hit on Hunter Biden first. There were two blockbuster stories in the New York Times and Politico over the weekend that delved into the specifics of how Hunter Biden's plea deal with federal prosecutors fell apart. The outlets cite correspondence between the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, now the special counsel overseeing the Hunter Biden case and Hunter Biden's lawyers. We have to imagine the House oversight and judiciary panels will be interested in getting their hands on some of these documents and talking to those involved. One striking conclusion, Weiss, quote, "...appeared willing to forgo any prosecution of Mr. Biden at all, and his office came close to agreeing to end the investigation without requiring a guilty plea on any charges," the New York Times report reported. Weiss later changed his stance, and two IRS whistleblowers who alleged the investigation was being slow-walked attribute that switch to their efforts. It's safe to say that House Republicans will continue to pursue the Hunter-Biden probe with a vengeance— Especially with former President Donald Trump's legal troubles growing worse by the day. All right, let's move on to the Afghanistan investigation. We broke the news last week that the State Department had turned over more than 300 pages of documents related to the disastrous August 2021 U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in response to House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall's subpoena. McCall, on August 9th, specifically requested a group of eight documents that he wanted state to prioritize handing over. state has since turned over one of those documents, a December 2020 memo written by Assistant Secretary for Diplomatic Security Todd Brown. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll be watching to see if McCall is satisfied with the production of the withdrawal documents. And on to Jordan's subpoenas. On Thursday, House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan, the Republican from Ohio, subpoenaed FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland. The Spinas are part of Jordan's investigation into federal content moderation policies for social media companies. Jordan is probing whether the federal government played an improper role in censoring conservatives, which Republicans on Capitol Hill have long claimed. Here's what Jordan is asking the FBI and DOJ to hand over. Quote, Communications between the FBI and DOJ, private companies and other third-party groups related to content moderation and the suppression of disfavored speech online. Alright, this one of the number 3 story of the morning. Several states are embracing an expansion of the child tax credit, a popular pandemic-era program created with significantly slashing child poverty. But its prospects for renewal face long odds in Congress despite bipartisan support. Colorado, Oregon, and Minnesota recently adopted their own programs after the federal expansion lapsed at the end of 2021. Now, we've got some news. A bipartisan odd couple. Senators Ron Johnson, the Republican from Wisconsin, and Michael Bennett, the Democrat from Colorado, are looking for ways to revive it in Washington. The two senators had an unusual 10-minute exchange about the child tax credit at a subcommittee hearing in July. And just before the recess, Johnson told us he has hopes Congress will restart discussions around the issue when lawmakers return next month. Of course, tax legislation on the Hill is notoriously contentious and difficult to pass. The dearth of floor time this fall will make the situation even trickier. And Expanding the child tax credit faces long odds in a divided Congress with slim majorities. We've written about all of this in the past. Uh, but very interesting that some Republicans are starting to want to have this conversation. We'll continue to cover it and bring you the latest in the coming days and weeks. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.